So I think that's maybe important to mention. Um, yeah, and Heil Satan. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? No, that, I think that would be it. Actually, I want to ask one more thing. How many members are part of your church? In South Africa at the moment, there's just over 12,000 Satanists. We are like... <laughs> are you ready? I'm not used to it again. No, no, it's fine. No, no, it's all good. Okay, and we're live. What's up, everyone? Today, we are back in the normal studio in Cape Town. Uh, last week, I was in Durban to do a podcast with Shannon Lee Fisser, and it was absolutely incredible. If you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. It's, it's worth a watch. Today's guest is Rian Svigler. <laughs> Sorry, I, didn't, I don't think I said it right. It's okay. um, he is the founder of the first satanic church in South Africa, and he is also a psychic medium. So welcome to the studio. Thank you. <laughs> so nice to be here. Yeah. And thank you for the platform and for the opportunity. No, it's awesome to have you here. I think we'll just, let's just jump straight into it. Um, I want to ask, when did you decide to start the, the Satanic Church? Okay. So I think it's very important to also mention that um, the sort of African Satanic Church was co-founded um, by Audrey Norton and myself. So we have been talking about that for quite a while, being Satanists ourselves. And the determining, well, the, the let's call it the thing that flipped the switch for us was we noticed more and more that Satanism wasn't represented properly in the media. And there were no Satanists coming forward and saying, okay, sorry, guys, but this is what Satanism actually is and what it is we do. So we've we've been Satanists for more than four years before we actually founded the organization. And... In that time, we spoke to a lot of other Satanists um, in South Africa especially, and they felt the same as we did. And it was almost like nobody wanted to come forward publicly, and, and that was a problem for Satanism um, because of the way it was represented in the media. And certainly there is Satanists that I, that I know that have been Satanists for more than 20 years, um, but because of their professional capacity and and being in the medical profession and uh, some people being in the legal profession, etc., they could never actually come out and say, okay, we are Satanists and sorry guys, this is not what's happening. So that was the that was the determining factor. First and foremostly, like why we wanted to register the organization um, and have it as a recognized religious organization. The process of doing that though was very, very easy. Um, and I, I remember when Audrey myself sum, submitted the documents to the Department of Social Development, we, we said, okay, if we're going to get resistance on this, it's probably a sign we shouldn't do it now and people aren't ready. Within 48 hours, our organization was registered. So that was quite amazing. Yeah. And you said that you had been a Satanist for four years. Be before we, before. we, yeah. So now it would be six years. And what were your beliefs before you discovered Satanism? So interesting. Um, yeah, I grew up in a very average um, middle-class Christian household, very Afrikaans middle class um, household, very, um, there's, a, there's a word for Calvinistic almost. Um, so initially that, um, I never quite felt at home with that. Um, although during my high school years, I kind of figured out that spirituality or religion would be my career one day. So the first thing I did was um, I went and I, I researched how to become like a pastoral therapist. And then I went- A what? A pastoral therapist. What's that? So it's um, like being a pastor, but you counsel people instead of standing oh, okay. up on a pulpit. So that was my first thing then was to actually go and study theology and, and learn more about the Bible and trying to understand it. And then after, um, and I'm not yet to diss any religions, that's not what we're doing, but um, for myself, certainly after I and studied the Bible intensely and, and read it and understood what where it comes from, and um, I didn't resonate with that at all. And then I left... Um, Christianity in about 2006. And then I delved into paganism for a while. I also didn't feel quite that worked for me. And then through my mediumship work, I, I was also un, un, introduced to other beliefs and, and um, stuff. No, nothing really stuck to me or that I could say, okay, this is me. And then I would, I remember the first day 
I read the Satanic Bible, um, I immediately recognized myself in that. And that's why we, in all our interviews and, and correspondences with like, like we're doing today, we would say that you can't make somebody a Satanist. You can't turn somebody into a Satanist. And, and certainly we don't do that. We, we don't um, evangelize. We don't try to convert people to Satanism because we know that Satanists are born Satanist. And it's something that you would discover one day when you are introduced to Satanism properly the first time or read the Satanic Bible. Then you would say, okay, this is something that resonates with me and I completely see myself in this or I don't. And to us, it's completely fine because we believe people should have that freedom to find what works for them or not be religious at all. Um, if we look at religion, um, religion isn't even for everybody. So you would get people that say they're more agnostic or then atheist or whatever. So as Satanists, we we honor that and we certainly want everybody to, to be able to express themselves freely in that way. And what about Satanism resonated with you? The very first thing was that I am completely responsible for my own life. Um, I'm completely in charge of my own life. I can't rely on anything external, um, whether it being, you know, guides, angels, um, external deities, God, a devil, whatever. So we don't believe in any external being, whether it being the devil or Satan or anything like so that. So you don't have to answer to anyone? No, it's ourselves. So the very first thing that resonates with me is that I am completely responsible. And um, Satanism is a path of self-study. So it's constant self-study and, and getting to understand who you are and how to have the best life here on earth. So it's a very much a carnal religion. It's very much focused on earthly existence. It's not, we have no um, prescribed dogma about the afterlife. So we also allow other Satanists to believe what they want about the afterlife. So some Satanists would believe in reincarnation and some people would believe more in Darwinism and some people in evolution and some people just believe it's a, a switch that goes off. So there's no prescribed dogma when it comes to the afterlife. It's very much focused on earthly um, the earthly incarnation and, and getting the most out of your life here on earth. So you said you started the church or you co-founded the church um, and you kind of touched on this, but why do you think people hadn't done that already? Why do you think no one had stepped forward and, and, and gone, um, let's do this, let's make this happen? Yeah. So you think it was because they were scared or? Yes. Um, if we look at, if we look at South Africa and um, the sort of African religious arena, if you want to call it that. It, it very much um, governs the way that people are perceived and treated. So whether people like this or not, even though we have a very liberal constitution in this country, one of the best constitutions in the world, in fact, and our constitution guarantees freedom of religion. That doesn't mean, though, that that gets applied everywhere. It doesn't mean freedom of judgment as Correct. well. Correct. So in the workplace and in public schools especially, um, there's very much still religious privilege. So there's the, this perception that if you are a Christian or if you belong to certain Abrahamic type of religions, you are a good person. And therefore, you can be better at your job or you're more acceptable to people, etc. So, and like I said, by even before we, we registered the church, I've known quite a lot of Satanists, um, now hundreds of Satanists, and, and mo a lot of them have been Satanists way longer than me, so they're probably more qualified. But I don't think they are in the position to come forward and, and show their face and say, this is what I do. So I think that's a very, very big reason. Um, I think the other reason as well is that this is not just in the religious arena, that this is probably everywhere, is that not everybody wants to be the target of what might possibly come their way um, in terms of, because obviously, you know, we, we were very prepared for what was coming um, in terms of hate mail, hate mail and um, death threats and that type of thing. And certainly we, we had a lot of that initially. Um, that has changed a lot, surprisingly, over the last six months because we we are educating people on what this is. And, and also people get over it, you yes. know? People people Definitely. like to make a fuss. Yeah. Um, Humans will human. And then they move on. And it's yeah. and it's it's similar to, like, th the thing with my work is, like, even speaking to you today, like I told someone who's, who kind of, who practices uh, Satanism. Um, 
and she was like, you're going to get a lot of backlash for this, most likely. I'm not saying that I will, but um, I like to have open conversations and talk to different people from different backgrounds. And a lot of the time you're stepping into territory that can get you into trouble. Of course. And um, I'm very emotional. Like I'm a pretty emotional guy and um, I don't take criticism. I like, I, get, I mean, I get criticism all the time and I've got used to it, mm. but um, it does get to me. So, I mean, when you started the church, and um, I, I read a lot about when you started the church, and there was a lot of backlash on social media. Um, how did that take a strain on you? And, um, I mean, did that... did that? It, it didn't, to be honest with you. It didn't not, hold you back at all? No. Um, because we were very prepared for what was about to happen, except in terms of the exposure um, and kind of being recognized everywhere you go. We weren't prepared for that. And it's we, great advertising. Yeah, and we, and we, didn't, we didn't foresee it growing as fast as it did with, within a year period. We, we kind of had a five-year plan, if you want to call it that. So everything we thought we wanted to achieve in five years, um, within the first 10 months to a year, we got there. But, I mean, I was, I was definitely prepared for the backlash and the comments, etc. And then at the end of the day, whether, you know, it's about Satanism or whether it's about being gay or whether it is about standing for something, the things that people, tell, the, the things that people tell you and the things that people say to you is more a reflection of who they are. Um, it's not really about us. Um, we just probably mirroring something to them or we bring up certain things for them. And um, on, on the one hand, that is great that that happens because we we are being instrumental in certain ways, even if it's for people to question their own beliefs. And so, what kind of backlash would you get? Like, so, what were people saying? Well, obviously, I mean, there's a lot of people who still think that we somehow involve their devil in what we do. Um, so if you try to to view any religion through the lenses of your own religion, you're probably not going to get it. Um, and it's, a, it's also okay. Um, but the death threats was quite intense, um, and it got very real at one stage. And then it kind of sussed out. But then th there was um, really, really like beautiful things that happened. Um, where certain parents started contacting us and saying, thank you, I actually understand my child better now and I'm not as concerned. Um, or people coming up to me in public and, and thanking me for doing it, not just because they're Satanists, but just because there's someone that is actually giving proper information that they can refer people to. So um, that we didn't really anticipate either. Um, for us, it was mainly, and I mean the main absolute, if you want to call it intent or agenda or whatever, was to get proper information out there that if you would go to Google any person and type in Satanism South Africa, that the information we're putting out comes up. And certainly here we are today. So that was very important. And I remember when I started the the path or the journey into Satanism, I was very alone. So it's not something where you could go to a Craigslist or Gumtree or whatever and find fellow Satanists because you, you found a lot of strange things if you would do that. I'm sure. <laughs> so I also thought of that and I thought, okay, so this hopefully could be a platform where people can meet like-minded people. And it has been brilliant in that way because we would have people from Bloemfontein sending us a message and say, I'm a Satanist, I think I'm the only one in Bloemfontein. And then two months later, another person in Bloemfontein, for example, would contact us and say, oh, but there's actually another Satanist in Bloemfontein. And then after vetting the people, we would actually introduce them to each other. So now we've got... You're making connections all over the place. There we go. So that was also very important. Not to convert people, but... Again, for people who are already Satanists and have been identifying with it, to actually be able to connect to each other. So that was very important to me personally. And one of the things that was, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I think I would consider myself an atheist. I don't really, uh, I mean, I, I'm born Jewish, um, but I don't really believe in, 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 in anything. Yeah. Um, and I'm very ignorant when it comes to religion. I don't know a huge amount about it. But when I was doing research with my dad about, about this, getting ready for this interview, um, the one thing that I was looking at is, because we were asking, why would people follow Satan? Or why would people want to join um, 
why would why would anyone want to be a Satanist? Correct. And what I was thinking was like, so in most religions, it's they're all pretty similar in a way. And for Satanism and the the devil or or, or Satan, um, he seems to be like the odd man out in a way, where he's like a polar opposite of of everything else um, that most people know or have so, been taught. Yes, and he's kind of like this outsider. Um, and what you were saying now is a lot of the people that join your church kind of feel like they're the only one or they're a bit of an outsider. Um, 100%. Is, is that like a big reason people join and, and become no. part of the church or no? No. Um, you can't join the sort of African satanic church if you are not a satanist already. So, we again, we can't convert people um, when we don't intend to um, convert people to Satanism. So um, you also have to be over the age of 18. We I saw that, We yeah. wanted to do a 21, but um, because of the laws and um, our church council, and we decided to keep it at 18. But point being, so, again, we, we you can't convert someone. What I would like to say about... Um, Satan, and I'm, I'm sure you would understand this, and this is the thing that a lot of people don't get. So if we look at the word Satan, which has a Hebrew origin, it actually is, is Ha-Satan, um, and that refers to a force more than a being. Um, so I know for certain that in the Jewish faith, um, they also see it as a force, but they would see it as something to overcome, where we see it as something to embrace. So all those things that other religions would refer to as evil or sinful, we embrace those things completely. And we also see Satan as the opposer of religious tyranny, so we very much stand for that. So anything that oppresses people, we would be against it and we would question that. So that is the, the absolute core of, of Satanism. Um, and ultimately then to find yourself um, as you are, as the unique individual. So it's not a prescribed thing of this is the 10 things of what a Satanist would be like. Um, and I think a lot of people are surprised when they start meeting other Satanists because they don't all look like me. They don't all have tattoos. They don't. Um, so in a way, yes, they are different, but they could also be different because they are leaders in their field. They they more excelled or they, they are, I, I would say, of a different intellectual capacity. So we would we also look to nature um, to understand humanity. So we would see ourselves as a bit of a different type of species than the 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 tribe, the the pact, the um yeah. So we're very much um individuals. Um, we would a collective of individuals. Correct. So I always say Satanism is the religion for the other. Um, and again, it doesn't mean it's for everybody that's different. So it doesn't mean because you feel you are being outcast that you must be a Satanist or become one. No, and that, that's what I, that's what I meant earlier. That's what I meant was it's people are draw, are kind of drawn to Satanism or they're born a Satanist, um, and they're generally people that kind of stand out in a way. Correct. In, in, or they won't resonate with the status quo. That's, yeah, that's Which, what I'm trying to say, but yes. failing. <laughs> that's and fine. I, I wanted to ask as well, when did you get your tattoos? So, um, when I when I left um, Christianity was when I got my first tattoo because I didn't feel I was allowed to have tattoos being a Christian. It was one of the things, and I still agree with it today. So um, I would actually say nobody with a tattoo can call themselves a Christian, in, in my honest opinion. But And so, what do you think about Judaism? Yes, you could certainly get away with it. Um, because I'm... Yeah. No, no, definitely. <laughs> All but, over the place. But, yeah. but it's different. I mean, um, I've studied a lot of different religions. So in Judaism, it's not as direct where it says you're not allowed to put tattoos on your body. Like, anyway. So I got my first tattoo, and I will never forget it. Um, there was this awesome lady, very voluptuous, and she had these implants that freaked me out completely, like under her skin. Body modifications. Yes. So I was still very new to it. And um, I said to her, I'm only going to get this one tattoo and it will be my only tattoo ever. <laughs> and she said, okay. And then she asked me, when is your birthday? And when I told her, she was like hysterical. Um, and I was very offended. Like, how could you actually laugh at me? Um, so I got this little gecko on my ankle. Um, yeah, so that was, that was more or less 2006. And then 
as time went on, anybody that that is into um, tattoos would tell you um, it's something that kind of progresses and as you go through certain, call it rites of passage if you want, um, you would feel as somebody who, who who likes getting tattooed that this is now time for another piece and something else. For me, it's very much a form of expression. Um, and now moving away maybe from, from Satanism a little bit, but um, if we look at it metaphysically, for me... What uh, does metaphysically mean? Oh, okay. So metaphysics... Um, if we look, you, you have the physical world, so everything that we can see, and then meta means above that. Okay. So that's metaphysics. So if we look at it metaphysically, I actually believe that our tattoos are um, memories from past lives. So we've actually had similar markings on our bodies, and we're just remembering that. And um, putting them back. And putting thing. them back. And it's a way to show the world of this is who I am, um, and this is what I stand for. And... Um, Symbolism and symbols um, is a very universal language. So people will look at symbols, whatever they are, and it will evoke a certain type of feeling, um, whether it's positive or negative, if you believe in positive or negative. Um, but point being, so symbols are something that people um, understand almost more than the spoken word. So for me, and again, personal, I'm not saying this is somebody that everybody must agree with. So for me personally, it's a way for me to express myself um, and for certain people to be able to recognize me um, in that way, being authentic and not feeling that I'm hiding anything of who I am. And what, yeah. what does some of them mean? Which one? Uh, what does this one on your forehead mean? So this, is, this means I had um, 2,000 rand that day. <laughs> put on. No, I'm joking. You're on a budget. Yeah. No. So um, <laughs> the 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 stripe for me. So I went through a period of time where I was very much um, indulging in plant medicine, um, ayahuasca and um, psilocybin mushrooms, and doing those journeys with shamans. So this specifically, I saw in one of the journeys, um, is that this is something I used to have when I was in a certain tribal thing as a priest. So I, after I saw that, um, I had this intense need to actually get it done. And it took me about a year after that before I actually had it put on. Okay. Hmm? And was that part of your, your mediumship or? That was part of my search. So that was before I found Satanism. I was, I was trying to find myself um, and see who I was in some form of way. Um, so I went through... I think it was 2010, 2011, that time, um, where I did a lot of those blonde journeys um, and also ended up facilitating some of them. So, yeah, and that was kind of a way for me um, seeking, really, um, trying to find myself, yeah. I also want to know, um, in what way is Satan Satanism similar to other religions? Like say Judaism or, or I would say the the ritual aspect. Um, although when I'm saying the ritual aspect, it's very different than any other religion. But the fact that it has ritual uh, makes it similar, or actually would make it a religion. And the fact that there's dogma, so that we have a a Bible, a satanic Bible, which is our dogma, and the fact that there is rituals, that's what ultimately makes it a religion instead of just you know, something. And who wrote the Bible? So Anton LaVey wrote the Satanic Bible um, in 1969. He might have written it a little bit before then, but he pub it was published in 1969. Can you tell me a little bit more about him? Like, Sure. Um, was he the founder of Satanism? No. Satanism, I would say, existed eons and eons before um, any other religion. It was just maybe known as paganism then or something else. But, but this thing about revering oneself um, by performing certain rituals and, and things like that, that definitely existed um, way before. But he definitely codified Satanism. Um, and he, if, if you think of San Francisco in the 1960s, well, 1966 was when the Church of Satan, um, the organization in the States, was founded. Um, so what he did, it was almost like an anti-type of hippie movement where people say, no, but let's be realistic. Um, life isn't about, you know, love and light and that. It, it's definitely there, but um, there's a, definitely a broad 
um, spectrum of emotions and things, and they're all valid. And we should not deny our dark side, if you want to call it that. We should actually celebrate it. So that's what he did. And by writing the Satanic Bible, it's, like I said, codifying Satanism and saying this is what Satanism is. And this is also how you would recognize whether you are a Satanist or not. And then the the sad thing, I think, a lot, lot of times is that a lot of people think Anton LaVey for us is the beginning and end of everything. But... All he did, um, and where we um, certainly acknowledge it, is that he codified our belief, and it's it's almost a doorway for people to see immediately. Okay, number one, this is what Satanism is, and number two, am I a Satanist or not? So in that way, um, it's very it's very important, and um, we would tell anybody that would approach us and say, um, first day I want to join your church, for instance, we'd say, okay, have you read the Satanic Bible? And then if they say no, we would say, we suggest you do. Um, and do you get them to look, because I saw on your website, there's the um, the vision and values. Yes. There's the nine Satanic statements and 11 Satanic rules of the earth. Correct. So is do you have to kind of check those off to to qualify or to be a Satanist? Yes, I would definitely say so. And um, can I go through some of them? Please, by all means, <laughs> let's. Cool. It's I very thought, interesting. I found them very interesting. And then as we go along, just just stop me. So these are the vision and values that were on your website. Well, that is of the church, yes. So is that... That is of the... Created by you guys. Yes. Okay. So the statements and the rules and the... I don't know if the sins are on there. I can't remember. That is um, written by Anton LaVey. So, but that is, like I said... Uh, dogma um, but the rest of the website is is written by Audrey myself okay so I mean the vision and values uh, mm. we do not worship the Christian devil but simply revere Satan as an archetype for freedom and individuality mm. can you like elaborate on that a little bit so I think that is in the best way that we can possibly explain to people um, how we see Satan and also because um, I think a, a big misconception um, and as a result of the satanic panic in South Africa and internationally is this thing about we worship. I mean, there's no worship in Satanism. That's why it's very different from other religions. It's, um, there's absolutely no worship. Because that didn't make sense to me. If, you, if you're kind of in charge of yourself, how yes. can you worship something no, else? No, we don't. We don't. There's no worship. If there was worship in Satanism, it would be the worship of oneself. But again, it's not something that is practiced in any of our rituals. So there's no worship of any external deity. And, and what uh, kind of rituals do you guys do? So there's <laughs> this little bit there. <laughs> yeah, no, because um, I can just imagine what people might be thinking. Now, there's there's various rituals. Um, there's the three main rituals that's laid out in the Satanic Bible, which is a ritual of compassion. Um, and there's a ritual of destruction, and then there's a sexual ritual. Um, What's the sexual ritual? Or the conjuring of lust ritual. So <laughs> that would mainly be um, to attract um, a person to have a relationship with, whatever type of relationship you might want, whether it just being a sexual relationship or a love relationship. So... Um, that's that. That doesn't really get practiced in group setups, though. That's a that's a ritual that a lot of people would perform by themselves. Because I, I can't online, it said a lot of about orgies and stuff. It would because that's been kind of the Hollywood version and the. It's been like the, sp like spoofed up. Yeah, kind of. the satanic panic version of like we have these blood orgies and it's kind of like you know all of that. Um, <laughs> it's very boring actually at the end of it if you think about it. Like, very vanilla. It's a, it's, a, it's yeah it's it's a path of self study more than having these, you know, like elaborate parties and things like that. But we certainly won't tell people um, you are not allowed to do that. So that, again, that will be very unsatanic to tell people, no, you're not allowed to do those things. Um, but we, as Satanists and as the sort of African Satanic Church, and I know for certainly other Satanic organizations um, as well, we wouldn't be promoting, you know, having orgies and stuff. If there were orgies and Satanists were present, we would be the people handing out the condoms and the lube and the towels and say, enjoy, be safe. Um, that is Satanism. So Amazing. Have fun, <laughs> but be safe. Be, be safe, yeah. yeah. And I wanted to know, <clears throat> before I get on to the next thing, 
um, well, I'll actually get on to the next thing. It says, we do not practice nor condone animal and or human sacrifice. Yes, because that's another big misconception. About Satanism or about you guys? About Satanism. Okay, so yeah. that's not actually practiced. No, and I mean, a lot of people don't know this until they read the Satanic Bible, but in the Satanic Bible, it says very clearly that under no circumstances would a Satanist take a life, whether being an animal, a baby, a human, whatever. Because Satanism is about celebrating life. So taking a life would be anti-satanic. And then if we look to other religious scripts, um, again, not naming any, but um, it's full of sacrifices. But so why do you think people believe this about you guys? Again, because it's projected from that religious beliefs. And remember, if you look at the satanic panic, um, certain let's call them organizations, bodies, um, regime of that time. They needed the public to think that the devil is real. So if you can make people believe that there's people worshiping this devil, performing all these heinous things in the name of the devil, then the devil must be real. And then so people are scared um, of that devil and they fill the churches. I mean, it's, it's really that simple. And also it's a way if you can make people fear um, you can control them. But, uh, you, yeah, sorry. You actually said, but what you were just saying there is part of the nine satanic yeah, statements. Yeah, it's, it's the ninth. It's the ninth one. It says, yeah. um, Satan has been the best friend of the church. The, no, Satan has been the best friend the church has ever had as he has kept uh, it in, in business, business all, all these years. years. Yes. And getting back to the, the sacrifices, uh, especially animal sacrifice. Okay. I saw that there was a, I, I don't know if you'll, you'll remember this, I'm sure you will, but when I was researching online, it, something came up about a cat killer in Manenberg. Correct. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. So it said that there was a cat killer in Manenberg um, and that the satanic church had put up a 10,000 rand reward. We did, yeah. Can you tell me about what was going on there? So, yeah, um, during a four-month period um, up to about three months ago, um, there was this let's call it a cat serial killer, where, where the bodies of, of cats that have been killed were found at different people's residence outside. And the body count got up to 30 plus at that time. And then, because again of misconceptions, people started this rumor in Manenberg that um, Satanists are out killing cats. We have four members in our church that that is that lives in Manenberg. So, they came to us and said, you know, like people are still saying this stuff. And the one person being very out in the community about being a Satanist. So they were almost bullied and targeted in, in shops there. And then we said, okay, no, sorry, but but this is definitely not something that um, is, it's, it's very unsatanic, again, to be able to do that. And we have no ritual that would require the sacrifice of anything. But who would you be sacrificing it to to begin with? So we then went, we had a church council meeting, and we said, we need to address this issue. And then we have um, four people that's quite prominent in the corporate world that's also Satanist and part of our church. And they said, let's put money forward. And we publicly put out a reward that um, any information that would lead to the arrest of this cat killer, that we would um, reward that person. And were they ever arrested or? No, sadly no. But what I find very interesting is after that it stopped. Maybe but you spooked them away. Yeah, it, it was very interesting. So this, yeah, it, it, I know that two dogs were, were confiscated at the time that was apparently involved in some way. Um, two dogs? Two dogs, yeah. So pit bulls. Were they uh, using the dogs to do this? Or? Yeah, and they were using apparently the um what is it? They were using a certain type of of um, part of the spleen of cats in dog fights. I don't know how, in, in training or something. Um, so they kind of, at the end of the day, suspected. Um, we were in contact with the police, the station commander of Minenberg at one stage. So he gave us this information. And they then confiscated the dogs as well um, that they traced back to two of the cat killings. Um, they could trace it back to. So when these dogs were confiscated, it was very soon after we issued the statement. All of this kind of went away, but I know for sure that no arrest um, was made, unfortunately. I mean, the reason I brought this up was because I found it quite interesting 
and kind of the opposite of everything that you hear about Satanists and Satanism. Yeah. Um, and again, that's why it was so important for us to make your stand. Yes, and start speaking. Um, that's just one incident. I mean, there's been so many um, things and incidents in the media in in the last 10 years, probably more further back then, where Satanism was kind of used as a scapegoat for people's psychotic behavior and things like that, um, because it fitted, fitted into the narrative. And again, that's why we felt it was so important that Satanists would actually come forward and start speaking. I would say, sorry, no, but we are Satanists, and we have been for a while, and this is what we do, and this is what we don't do. And this is not us. Yeah. And um, there's, there's just the last one on the vision and values. I mean, there's more, but I'll, I'll end sure. it on this one here. Um, it says, we are not perfect and we do not have all the answers. Like most other churches pretend to be, yeah. So that's quite a quite a thing to admit, yeah. you know, because... Like Again, you being a Satanist is being completely honest about yourself or, and with yourself. Um, so we are just being very honest and transparent by saying we, we are not perfect and we do not have all the answers because certainly we don't. And as the person that kind of... I mean, as one of the co-founders of the church, um, what are some of your responsibilities? So I am you know, the co-founder, and then my my title in the organization is a reverend. So I conduct um, and facilitate certain rituals. So that is my main function. I'm actually not the spokesperson. Our spokesperson is Audrey Norton, but she's on maternity leave. Um, <laughs> she had a beautiful baby. So... Um, yeah, so that is that has been my my title. Um, this was just before lockdown that this was all put into place, and then lockdown lockdown came, and then we didn't conduct so much rituals anymore, and we started doing streaming of like certain rituals and things. So I, at that time, I saw on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. So at that time, I was very much in charge of that, and then I also um, conduct weddings. Um, we do unbaptisms, un so people who want to be unbaptized, um, I would facilitate those type of rituals. So yeah. And I don't know if you want to speak about this. Uh, obviously, you feel no pressure to. I can. But I can speak about anything if you what, can handle it. Yeah, believe me, I can. I, yeah. Um, <laughs> what kind of rituals? Like, what do they entail? If if you were an outsider, right? Yes. Say you were someone that is, yeah. Say like a religious. Jewish person or, or Christian person looking from the outside, would they find those rituals that you guys are doing weird? Or are they much more vanilla and plain no, than people they, think? they will definitely find it weird and they will find it very offensive, most likely. In what way? So, I think doing certain things in reverse, um, when it comes to their religion, they might find that offensive. For instance, doing an unbaptism. So, um, because a lot of people were baptized as babies or maybe later in life, um, where they might feel this was done against my will and better judgment. So now I want to undo that. So it would be seen on as a, an unholy type of ritual. A black mass, for instance, that would be the Catholic mass in reverse. Um, I've only performed the Black Mass probably four times in my life. And that is more of a psychodrama. Like it, it, it would be like having a bit of a, um, yeah, like a decompression type of chamber environment where, where people can express certain things. So I think if an outside person um, from another religion would would observe that, they might find it offensive. But there's nothing, nudity as well. I, um, we quite often use for um, a black mass and then for the, like I said, conjuration of lust. Nudity. Are, yeah, we would use a naked person on an altar um, because that would bring up and stir up certain emotion in, for people who take part in that ritual um, because we have no problem with nudity or sexuality or anything like that. So... Um, that's another thing I actually want to ask. And in, in the nine satanic statements, it says Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. And this kind of leads into my next question where it's, mm. uh, you, you said you're a gay man. Yes. And you're married to another man. Yes. Um, in most cultures, religions, and I mean, even in some places in the world, it's that's just like shunned. And, taboo, uh, yeah. Very taboo, yeah. Um, what is, I mean... 
what are people's views in Satanism about homosexuality? You mean like Satanist view? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously we, um, and as it again says in the Satanic Bible, there's no problem with that. Um, as long as consenting adults that's involved, you can do what you want. And if you're not interfering with people's free will or doing anything with another person that they don't want to do, you can have a husband and wife, you can be bisexual, you can be a trans. We have a lot of trans people, again, also in our um, congregation and in some of our other chapters around the country because they feel welcome. Um, and again, not being converted to Satanism, but um, recognize themselves in that. So any form of sexuality that is that is being expressed by an adult or between adults, we absolutely find nothing wrong with it. Um, and we actually tell people, as long as you're safe and you celebrate this in a healthy manner, um, we're all for it. So there's no, um, I know the Church of Satan, for instance, again, sorry to go back to that, but they were the first organization um, in the 70s already to marry two women or two men um, by them being able, able to write their own ceremonies. So because if you look towards nature, and a lot of people don't want to hear this, but you will find homosexuality in nature. Um, it most certainly does exist there. So, um, but you won't find a lion mating with Aina, for instance. So that's where we would say, okay, so things like, for instance, those things, that, that is completely unnatural to us. Um, and yeah, um, one of the statements would say responsibility to the responsible. Um, we don't waste uh, our attention and, and love on ingrates, for instance. So This was another thing that I yeah. saw on the, on the uh, this nine satanic statements. It says... Um, Satan rep represents kindness uh, to, to those, those who deserve, deserve it, it instead of love wasted on ingrates. Correct. Ingrates. And um, so these were written by Anton Levy. Levy, yes. Levy. And did he have quite a sense of humor? Yes. Because I... We don't take ourselves very seriously. This is one thing this I wanted to ask thing. you, and I didn't want to be offensive. No. When I was, no. Because when I was reading these... Um, I was, I was kind of like... It's tongue in the cheek. It, that's what I was thinking. I was kind of giggling a little bit because, yes, there's meaning behind it, but at the same time, I was like, this is pretty cool because it seems like they're having fun with it, you know? Absolutely. It's not like this is the law and we're going to type it out like a robot. It's like, let's have a bit of fun with this. It's um, not embedded on two stones holding it up like that, that type of thing. No. Um, and and also, we, we kind of remind ourselves constantly it's like not to take ourselves too seriously. I really, I mean, really love that. We, we are a legit a serious above board organization and a religion but we do not um we do not quander and sit and analyze and take ourselves so seriously um as i would think other religions would because yes it is a lot of fun and if you would read the satanic bible in its full um because then the statements are more explained in detail um he is taking the mickey out of a lot of things um, because That's it is I funny. Thought, yeah. Because humans, um, and all of this is the study of humans and observing human behavior. If you observe human behavior, it is quite funny. It's it's extremely funny. I mean, my favorite thing is to do is, I mean, I don't drink. So when I go to bars with my friends, I just sit there and just watch people that are drinking. And it's the funniest thing, man. Like human behavior is it's such hilarious. a, it's, it really is very funny. Yeah. Um, and another thing I wanted to know is, how does your church sustain itself? So we have four members that are on our church council. So the four members that is on our church council, they are um, CEOs of quite big companies um, in this country. So they can't, again, go public. But um, most of our funding comes from that. So we don't solicit funds out of our members or there's no joining fees. We and don't have any of that. You guys don't actually have a church, do you? We do have a church, yes. Because I, I saw online that it said that isn't it against Satanism to have like a place that you go to? To worship. Yeah. That would be wrong. Yes. Yeah. That would. So what because, do you guys do in the church? It's not a place of worship. Um, it is a place where people would gather. Of community. Yeah. But again, not every Satanist would come to group rituals because a lot of Satanists have been practicing their religion privately at their homes for so many years. So. That's the way they want to do it. But again, if you look at um, the animal kingdom and if you look at hum humans, we are social animals. So we want to get together. We want to exchange ideas, have that sense of fellowship, if you want to call it that. But 
um, the church and the building, we certainly don't use it as a place of worship. So I know what you read, um, and it has specifically to do with that. So there isn't a pulpit and chairs. It's not a church in that way. Um, but the word church also means the fellowship of people congregation. It doesn't mean the actual building. Um, so when we say sort of African Satanic Church, it doesn't mean that it's this place where there's benches and I stand behind a pulpit and we all wear black robes and things like that. People come in drag. I mean, we have transvestites as well. They would show up to services in drag. Um, you can wear what you want. It's it must about be such an interesting group of people. Of course. It's marvelous. It's, it's the most fun people you will ever get to know in your life. It sounds really And not awesome. as scary. I'm, it sounds very I mean, interesting. We are not, um, I always say the most vicious thing about me is my farts. It's, it's not, I'm not a, I'm <laughs> not too. a, yeah, I'm not a, like, I don't see myself as a, you know, scary person or wanting to scare people. Um, it's just, again, it's about being able to express yourself freely as you want, not really caring that much about, you know, what other people think. Um, you would resonate with some people or you won't. The, the, beautiful thing to me about Satanism is it's like blinds, so it will keep certain people out and away from you. I certainly have no problem with knowing now who is sincere um, because it's also something I saw within my circle of friends is the, the day we actually came out and we came forward. Certain people literally like perished um, and removed themselves out of our so social circles and um, and that's the beautiful thing. So people who don't actually take the effort to get to know you behind what that is, um, are those people really worth it, you know? Um, or people who don't feel safe to be seen with you um, in a public space because of what other people might think of them. Um, those are certainly not people that I would like to spend my time with. So I know now the people that um, is around me and that certainly wants to be around me, they are sincere. So it's been a very good tool in that way as well, if that makes sense. I mean, I think it's it's very interesting because, uh, like, it's so rare to find a place. And like, like you were saying, you guys obviously get judged quite heavily. Um, and when I was was I was doing a bit of research on you, I was like, this guy is going to be such an interesting guy. Um, I could I could see it through just what I was reading. Um, I find like. Uh, like I said, I'm learning all about this now. I, I've never really done much research into mm. religion. But I really find Satanism to be quite a quirky, quite a quirky, interesting, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting religion, to yes. be honest. And again, it's, it, it would be the same thing as what you would say judgment. Um, what would judgment say to you about the people who judge others, for instance? Um, it's a... So Satanism is a way to observe that behavior and say, okay, so if you are judging me, aren't you scared? Is that not fear? And I always ask people that, so if you, um, you know, are protected or whatever, why would you be scared? I mean, we've had so many journalists, um, and again, initially we said yes to all the interviews, and um, we've kind of learned over the last year that we, we need to decline some of them um, because people just want to like show the sensation of it. But I mean, if a person is, is so scared of this thing, this imaginary thing that doesn't exist, um, what would that say about their own faith? How strong would they be in that? So, and we laugh at it. We, 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 we poke fun at it. And that's why I say we do not take ourselves that seriously. Um, I don't demand respect. So I don't, I don't, I don't give two fucks, honestly, like if people respect me or not. Um, I don't care because it, it's not about me. It's, it's not at the end of the day. Um, I respect myself and, and that is important. And that is what every Satanist would tell you. It's about what you think of yourself. And it's you being able to look at yourself in the mirror in the evening and in the morning and be happy and be proud of that person looking back at you. That is kind of in a nutshell what it's about. It's not about how other people perceive it. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I find that a lot of the time to be too serious is to be very insecure. Yes. A lot of the time. I agree. And um, it's so refreshing to have a chat with someone that's just like, this is me, I'm out here, and um, doesn't really matter what you think. And like, like we, you were saying, when you started the church, it was like, we knew we were going to get backlash. Of course. But this is us. This is our plan. This is our vision. And we're sticking to our guns, no matter what people think. And I really respect that about you. Thank you. Um, 
And j- just before we end off, sure. Is there anything else that you want to cover? Anything else that you think is is really important to mention? No, I think we've <laughs> <laughs> we've covered a lot. Um, I think yeah, our website again is a, is a very um, user friendly platform. Um, and we do put a lot of information and time into it, and it's just, and it's again, it's not to convert people, but I think if you, if people are interested to understand and kind of to know what it's about, it's a good platform to go to. So I think that's maybe important to mention. Um, yeah, and Hail Satan. <laughs> um, yeah, what else? No, that, I think that would be it. Actually, I want to ask one more thing. How many members are part of your church? So this is, you see, this is such a controversial question. I know. I saw it online. I was like, I know you're not going to answer it. We try. Okay. So what I'm at liberty to say, all right, is what what we've seen by correspondence and by capturing certain data that we have. In South Africa at the moment, there's just over 12,000 Satanists. Not all of them are members. Um, You also don't have to be belong to a satanic organization to be a Satanist. That's the other thing I should maybe mention. So we're not saying you can only be a Satanist if you belong to an organization like ours. But in in South Africa, um, legitimately people who um, read the Satanic Bible and have kind of, and I've been practicing Satanism for at least a year and then obviously much longer, there's just over 12,000 people. And how do you find that out? By, like I said, so people that we have literally con- corresponded okay. with and people who have sent us, you know, certain information and, and people who have applied for membership and or just people communicating with us. There could be more, but then we wouldn't know about them. So what I can also say is that um, if we just take Cape Town and the Western Cape, which is where we're mostly active at the moment, um, if let's say all our members would come together for a service. We won't be able to fit into like a normal type of church. It it would be too small. Um, But again, for us, it's not about numbers because I think this is the thing where a lot of other organizations say, oh, we've got so many members and it shows you that we are very happy with the amount of Satanists. I know that Satanism would never be a religion for the majority. It will always be a minority religion, and it needs to be that. Um, it is not a religion, like I said, for the herd, or um, and we don't want it to be that. We just want Satanists, people who, who, who know that they are Satanists, being able to have access to, let's call it the network, being able to to connect with each other. And for Satanism to be represented properly, to me, that's what it's about at the end of the day. It's not really about the numbers. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming down today. Thank you. It's been very, very interesting. And um, yeah, I I really have learned a lot. And I hope you guys have as well. (laughs) Anyway, that brings us to the end of the fifth episode of the wide awake podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it and are still wide awake as always awesome we'll see you guys next week bye